0: Hello, Uh, Richard here again with the Elastic Brand Episode 3. Thanks for coming back and joining me. Um, Last week was pretty exciting. We broadcasted from the Royal Adelaide show, which was pretty cool. Uh, Had a fun week there promoting our other business, Poddy, which was good. And um, yeah, it was a pretty exciting time all around, really. So thanks for tuning in then. This week, we're going to talk about sticking to your values and making money. Now, it's an interesting subject because quite often we we do understand our morals and our values, but then something might come along that challenges us on that. And in business, and especially when times are tough, it's a challenging moment to turn a piece of business away. Because it challenges your values. And of course, there are some strict criteria that we, most humans have around, you know, not engaging in things that are seriously immoral or illegal or will harm other people. We, we That's a given. But we, we're talking about things that as a general rule, you would prefer not to do in your business because it doesn't fit with who your business is and what your business stands for and as a general rule you would say no to certain things because they don't fit with your model but every now and again and usually usually it's for financial reasons you may be faced with a challenge in accepting a piece of work or doing something that usually you would say no to and it uh, uh, it's happened to me and it's happened i'm sure it's happened to you because it happens in business where um the, the you know these things happen we get we get challenged from time to time and we we have to make tough calls and that really is the point but un, uh, until you actually fully understand what those values are finding gray areas is very easy okay so it's really easy to find all the reasons not to do something than it is to find a reason to do something. It, you know, like sticking to your values um, can be difficult if there's a big payday attached to doing something that goes against what you, your actual values are. So, what we do is here at Crisp is we when we structure this brand arc that we talk about quite often. One of the elements of the brand arc is about the pillars of your business. So really understanding what the pillars of your business are will really help you to determine what you can say yes and no to. Now, I'll give you some examples. It could be that you are faced with an opportunity to merge with another business. That might be an example of of a decision you have to make. Now, if you understand what your pillars are, it would be easy to compare those pillars to the other businesses' pillars and their morals and their values and see if they align. Now, they're not necessarily going to be 100% in alignment, but as long as they meet most of your criteria, then the answer is probably yes. A deal could look absolutely outstanding, but if you're not going to fit as a partnership, then it's something you should say no to. But until you actually know what your values are and what your pillars are as a business then you don't really know what you're comparing and you don't know what you're saying yes and no to. So it can be something as grand as that. And it can also be something even in terms of employing people. Do the people that you employ fit with the pillars of your business? Do the clients that you work with fit with the pillars of your business? Does this particular project or task that you've been offered to do fit within the pillars of your business? So here at Crisp, we, we have three what we say is that any job that we do has to be enjoyable and fun. It has to be mutually beneficial for us and the client. So that that's our first. So and mutually beneficial and enjoyable and fun. The second is, it needs to be a project that we can get Value out of in terms of we can do good work, so we've got the ability to do good work, and we're not restrained uh, by restrained. Sorry, uh, by the client in them dictating to us what the job needs to be. We we need to be able to have creative input input in order to do good work. We want to be able to be proud of the work that we output. And the third is that it has to be profitable. We have to make a fair profit. And I don't think anyone that's in business would. Uh, begrudge that. You know, we're all, everyone that's in business needs to make money because if we didn't, we wouldn't be here to do the next job. So summary, three things. Um, It has to be, you know, enjoyable and fun. It has to be good work that's of value and it has to be profitable. Now, if it doesn't tick at least two of those criteria, then we can't do it you know we have we have to know that we're ticking criteria we we will sometimes we might sacrifice margin because the job is going to give us the opportunity to do some really great work that we're going to have a lot of fun doing and it might set us up to be able to promote that piece of work in order to get more work down the track. So it's an investment. You know, we might invest in a job that we're not going to make money out of because we know that it will give us some credibility because we've worked with this particular organization and done some great work. Um, The one thing that we won't ever compromise on is the great work one. You know, we, we, to the best of our ability will always produce great work. And if there's no opportunity for us to do that, if someone asks us to produce something that we know is going to be substandard for various different reasons, we won't do it. It's just an, it's a non-negotiable. The, the the fun part of it, you know, sometimes jobs are a grind. You're not always going to have fun. It's not always going to be enjoyable. Sometimes you just got to knock the work out. Uh, it's good work and, you know, it's going to be good work and it's going to make us some money. Sometimes it's hard work and it's not always going to be fun but we won't compromise on quality so here's the thing you can have you can have two you can have two of the three you, you know and, and it's as simple as that but there's an example there was a, a, a time when uh, someone who is very valuable to us in terms of a, a partner in our business someone that we do business with had asked me to do a favor for a client of hers and uh, he was in a real rush to get some design work done because he was trying to exit a business quickly uh, and set up a new business all you know almost simultaneously and there were some timing issues around what he needed to do none of which were our problem we, he'd literally approached us at the last minute and needed something turned around in what was probably going to be a, a, a tenth of the time that we would normally allow for and in addition to that he, didn't have any money. <laughs> so, the job, so the job wasn't going to be profitable. Um, It wasn't going to be good work because we had to rush it and it wasn't going to be fun. <laughs> so it didn't tick any of our pillars. However, I made a judgment call to do the job because it was to help out a friend, it was to help out a potential new client. And I just thought at the time that it was the right thing to do. I felt that I'd set the parameters correctly with this particular client and that his expectations were aligned with ours in terms of what he was going to get. Of course, that didn't happen. You know, so we, we didn't produce great work. We produced the work that we'd agreed to produce, but we knew it wasn't what we were capable of. We didn't have the time. We didn't have the resources. The client wasn't happy with the work inevitably. So what happened is that by me allowing myself to compromise on the pillars of my business I actually damaged a relationship and almost lost money whilst doing it. So it, it's a it's a really important thing to understand what your pillars are and your non-negotiable rules of engagement and stick to them. Even if you think you're doing someone a solid, even if you think you're doing someone a favor, by compromising your own pillars, you're probably not, um, because in in my experience and and there's been one or two cases of similar experiences in the past. You're never ever going to get someone on side by producing substandard work and and trying to do it on the cheap. It just doesn't work. And the best advice that you can give a client like that is. Look, I would love to help you, I really genuinely would, but I know that I would be doing you a disservice if I promised to do the thing that you're asking me to do and I want the best for you and the options are we can do it, but it will take longer and it will cost more or whatever the case may be, or I'm happy to recommend other people that might do that for you because we don't want to put our name to it and we don't want to damage our relationship with you. Um, And that is what I should have said. And I didn't because I thought I was doing the right thing. Anyway, the point is structure your pillars of your business. Make sure that everyone in the business knows what they are. Make sure they understand them and make sure that people get why they are your pillars. You know, don't just make them up out of thin air. They have to They have to align with the brand of your business, with the personality and all the things that you're looking to achieve. You know, by the time you get to writing your pillars as part of our process, we've already gone through what your mission is and your vision and the insight into your business. Then we start talking about the pillars. You know, that falls into the second part of this brand art that that we put together. So we already know why you exist and what you exist to do and what you want to be doing in the future then we just have to put the the morals behind that and the rules of engagement, and that that forms your, your pillars. So that's why pillars are important, because it keeps you on track, it, it helps you to make good decisions, and it helps you to keep the team on board with making good decisions as well, and everyone benefits from that. You get less frustration amongst the team, you get less um, uh, you know, uh, pushback or complaints from from clients, and it keeps you happy, and it keeps you knowing that you're doing the right thing by your business and your clients. And look, ultimately, it keeps you profitable. So, understanding your pillars and your 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 insight and your vision and your mission, the bottom half of the brand arc is a critical part of building your business and its brand. So, um, like I said at the end of every every episode of the uh, Elastic Brand, we are here to help you. Build a brand that has the flexibility to grow and to change and to maneuver uh, without affecting the stability of your business. You know, So we need to maintain stable businesses and scalable businesses with a brand that is structured to grow. So that is our job, is to find a unique selling proposition, something that's so different about your business that it makes it you don't have any competition. That is never about the product, and it is never about great customer service, <laughs> because they they should be given. Um, it is about finding what's unique about your business. We find that uniqueness, we structure a brand for flexibility, and we structure a business for stability and growth. That is what we're all about here at Crisp. We'd love you to be part of this conversation as well. So drop me a line. There's an email address in the body copy of this podcast. If you want to send me an email, uh, chuck your questions in there, or even be a guest on the show, I'd love to have you. Uh, we can get you into the studio or you can dial in either way. And... Um, and uh, you know, as I say every week, thank you for investing the time with me. Time is our greatest commodity, and I'm really appreciative and happy that you spent today and these last 12 or 15 minutes with me. I'm very grateful. Uh, my name is Richard Miller. I am the brand director at Crisp & Co. We are based in Adelaide, South Australia. We'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line on my email. It's richard@crispand.co or head to the website, which is crispand.co. Thanks for joining me on The Elastic Brand. We'll catch you again next week.